so they might use cheaper parts or like remove them altogether because you're brave. Like the headphone jack, anyone? Fast charge with that fancy $1,800 phone? Um, yeah, no, nah, what Apple's doing is it's simply just increasing the cost and keeping profit. Well, this is awkward. Okay, so I'm a hypocrite, but in my defense, it turns out that my iMac was a mid-2010 model i3, which I purchased early in 2011. At seven years of really good performance from a, like a $2,000 machine, and lately it's been showing its age, showing its age, like slowing down for like Final Cut Pro renders. And you know, it's been a pretty competent computer, so I can't complain. So with that in mind, I made the jump and purchased with my own money a 2018 MacBook Pro 15-inch model with i7 Intel chip. Like front-to-date prices, please look out below. But before I go into um, like specifications, performance and impressions, let's do a really quick unboxing. This hefty box seemed to weigh a lot. Well, that's because the laptop pro actually weighs like almost two kilograms. That's a lot of laptop, but you know it packs a lot in. Opening up the box, you're presented with the MacBook Pro, obviously. And are you like me and you love this? Listen. So looking around the Pro, you've got four Thunderbolt 3 ports, all of which support uh, charging, display port, and transfer speeds up to 40 gigabits per second. Thankfully, Apple left a headphone jack. And Apple, if you're watching this, and I know you're not, but please consider leaving the headphone jack in. Okay, that'd be really appreciated. Next up, you've got a nice USB-C cable and hefty 87 watt USB-C power adapter to juice up that 83.6 watt hour lithium polymer battery. For my experience in the week that I've had it, charging takes a bit over an hour, which is pretty impressive given that Apple claims that you could actually run this thing 10 hours watching movies or web browsing. Completing this unboxing, you've got some really basic literature and everyone's favorite, stickers, yay! Powering on the MacBook Pro, you face the usual configuration screen, so whilst that's occurring, let's run through the specs. The first thing I love about it is that touch bar with integrated Touch ID sensor. When they announced it several years ago, I thought, oh, but why would you get rid of those function keys? I mean, for me, it wasn't like F5 and F6. No, no, it was about things like volume up and down and adjusting screen brightness. But, well, this is not next level. This is like next level because it responds contextually to what you're doing. If you're in the Finder, it changes. Final Cut Pro, it changes. Web browsing, you get the idea. It's pretty awesome, very slick and well thought out. If you don't like how they've configured it, you can easily adjust it through the not so intuitive system settings, which let's be honest, it's the silliest place to like dump all the configuration options on your laptop. So below that is the full-size uh, keyboard with its ambient light sensor and third generation butterfly keys. I'm really finding it comfy and fast to type with. Flanking either side, you've got uh, of the keyboard, you've got like speakers and the out their output's pretty decent. And I'm surprised by these. So my plans for external speakers is currently on hold. The massive force touch trackpad uh, allows for multiple touch gestures, pressure sensing capabilities, and gimmicky force click, which I haven't found a use for yet. The screen is a real standout, sporting a 15.4 inch LED diagonal IPS technology. technology. It's buttery smooth, and 
It's like it's got 2880 by 1800 resolution and it says it's like 220 pixels, so retina quality with millions of colors. I'm pretty certain there are like better displays out there on laptops, but in terms of real life use, the screen tops out at like 500 nits and it's pretty impressive with its P3 wide color gamut, true tone technology, which basically picks up on ambient light on the environment that you're actually working in and adjusts it. Think of it like white balance for your laptop screen. Yeah. Just above the screen is a 720p FaceTime HD camera, which more than likely is never ever going to get used and maybe even covered up. <laughs> the Pro can run two external monitors at 5K resolution, that's like 5120 by 2880, or you could run four 4K monitor screens uh, in true 4K resolution. Sticking with internals, I chose the 15-inch model due to its 2.6 GHz 6-core i7 processor which can be turbo-boosted to 4.3 GHz. This is what you need when you're doing heavy-duty tasks such as video editing. And with only 16 GB of RAM, I do wish that I could have actually forked out the little bit of extra to get more there, but $640 is sent pretty high for an already high-priced laptop. Completing the internal side of things, the MacBook Pro sports 802.11 AC Wi-Fi. Of course, you get the usual ABGNN. And finally, Bluetooth 5.0, which in theory should mean multiple concurrent connections, as well as increased range and bandwidth. On the software front, it's running the latest Mojave OS. As a layperson, I believe that most of the improvements for this are like uh, generally under the hood and they provide both faster processing of tasks and a smaller OS footprint. Some viewers out there will know way more than this, so please put your comments down below. And whilst you're there, consider subscribing. Not forgetting, I'm doing my subscriber competition until December 9. If you want more details on that, just look up here or follow the link down there, and good luck. One more thing I'm liking is the new dark mode. Instead of the usual white and gray, it now shows variations of black and more black. And you've got this dynamic desktop picture, which is a real good novelty. The T2 chip, now baked in, handles a lot of different controllers. So system management, image signal processing, audio, SSD, they're all now actually handled by that T2 chip. And uh, on the fly encryption is reportedly actually a lot better with rewrite speeds up to crazy high levels. So with all this glowing praise, what's not to like? What's not to like? You know it's coming, right? So let's get this over with. USB-C. I love that this thing can handle lots of um, data, like what, 40 gigabits per second. It's impressive. Audio, visual, data, sound, power, you name it. But all my cables are USB-A. All my things I connect are USB-A. So what's that gonna mean? I've gotta purchase either like USB-C to USB-A cables, adapters, or you know it's common, dongles. Yeah, you would think with four Thunderbolt connections, I'll be covered, but no. Apple's decision to remove ports is frustrating. Compared to other high-end laptops, the brave approach of removing things basically puts a burden on owners to find some way to replace those lost ports. What's needed? Well, dongle life, yeah. 4K display, yeah. And so it'd be great if you could join me in future episodes where I'll detail these and no doubt a lot more. And together we can learn, right? So, hey, what have you done to overcome this? Do you recommend or maybe say stay clear of a particular brand of dongle? 
or maybe a Thunderbolt Bridge. Yeah, let me know. Comments down below, please. And hey, if you've done nothing, have you subscribed? Maybe, doesn't matter. Love it if you hit that like, <laughs> that subscribe button. But I've not, just, just stay techie. <laughs>